your past does not define who you are, that um, the positive impact you can have on your own lives and uh, the world at large, it, it, it's infinite. And with the right um, supports in place, you know, I, I try to instill that from a very early age with kids and the earlier we can instill um, that they can have a happy life and, and meet successes, um, the more likely they're able to do that later in life. So I would want, um, you know, a, a graduating class from college to know that they um, are fortunate to have the opportunity to redefine who they are um, you know, in every moment and that they um, do have the tools and, and, and hopefully at that point, the confidence in themselves, because that's huge. Kids, um, young adults, and we as, you know, functioning adults need to feel like we can accomplish what we're setting um, our sights on. And um, I would just encourage them to, to go for it. Take calculated risks. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke and I'm joined today with Scott Rosignal. Scott is the author of a book, um, Help from the Principal's Office, about parenting children. It's also a principal and uh, we're going we're gonna to get some you know, healthy tips on how we can take care of our kids and take care of ourselves in the meantime. Scott, welcome. Thanks so much, Chris. Pleasure to be on your show and uh, I'm happy to hopefully be a resource for your viewers. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, fill, in, uh, fill in any gaps about you that I missed, you know, where you are and, and what your goals are and everything. Sure. Appreciate that. Well, Chris, I live in Connecticut right now. Uh, my wife and I have two elementary school age kids in grades uh, three and six. And I've been an educator for a while. I've worked with kids pretty much my whole adult life. Um, started off working in a psychiatric unit where kids were hospitalized um, for reasons of physical and emotional safety. I then went back to graduate school to become a school psychologist. I worked in elementary schools um, for several years and then went back for my administrative degree. I worked uh, as a director of special education, and now I'm the principal of a small um, alternative elementary school for kids who need um, extra therapeutic support so that they can learn how to better control their emotions and exhibit safer behaviors. And so that's my professional background, Chris, but personally, I did have my own uh, childhood struggles. And, you know, those memories remain vivid to me. And I think that kind of propelled me to go in the direction I did with my career and um, publishing this book is my hope, it's my attempt to broaden my reach to try to help parents, families, and, and of course, kids who might be struggling a bit these days. 
Yes, that's awesome. You know, that's uh, kind of a, a theme on this show. You know, I like to talk to people about their struggles and how they overcame them. So do you, you mind taking us back to that, that time? Like what, what was happening with you and like what kinds of struggles did you go through? What sort of light bulb moments did you, did you have? And, you know, how did you get, get beyond that? Yeah, no, I'm happy to chat about that, um, Chris. And, you know, I remember in elementary school, I did well enough with academics, but it was hard for me to pay attention, very difficult for me to focus. I would sometimes get bored in class and lead to fooling around and, you know, getting reprimanded by the teacher and getting calls home sometimes. And I just remember feeling back then, you know, 30 plus years ago at this point, um, that, that, that nobody really understood me, that I wasn't trying to create problems for the adults in my lives and that I was not trying to get in trouble. And um, I suppose the seed was planted back then that at some point I would want to help kids going through similar challenges and um, perhaps most importantly, help adults understand what their kids are going through. Because if you have not personally been through it, it's really hard to understand um, what the perspective of a child, whether it's anxiety, um, depression, ADHD, uh, oppositional defiant disorder, all of those I go into detail in my book. And oftentimes it's a combination of, of a couple of those different um, you know, pieces at play. Uh, so the early feedback has been positive, which I'm uh, really glad for because I want to help kids as much as I can. But the first step is helping parents and teachers and other caregivers understand, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is one reason why I wanted to get you on the show is, you know, health is, is not just like, you know, working out and eating right, right? It's, it's personal health, it's family health, it's community health. And many of the people who watch this show are either parents or maybe even grandparents. And, um, you know, I have four kids myself, and let's just say they are of different uh, difficulty levels for me, the parent. And, you know, I love all my kids the same, right? And, and every time my mom said that, I'm like, there's no way you can love us the same. But legitimately, like, I can't imagine my life without any of them. But, you know, there are definite challenges that come from, you know, one or two of them more than the other. So um, this book specifically is geared toward, you said, elementary school students who may be a little bit more challenging or maybe don't fit in like the, the traditional box, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's real good what you said as well about, you know, you may be a parent who maybe you had an easy childhood or maybe you did, you know, you were very compliant with your parents and you saw no reason not to be, right? This is my mom. This is my dad. Of course, I'm going to listen to them. Yeah. Uh, and, but like you said, you know, there are many children who they're not trying to be difficult. You know, they're not trying to make your life hard, but they just have certain needs um, and different, different ways to, to meet those needs. So is there, is there like a specific situation that you can think of? I know you mentioned ADHD, you mentioned ODD, uh, a specific, like maybe, you know, golden nugget that you can give us about like something you see a lot of, like, if you see this behavior, it might be because of that, or like, what do you see consistently as a principle that maybe a lot more parents really need to know? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up and asked that question, Chris. And as you were asking me, the first thing that came to mind is that most kids prefer negative attention to no attention. So mm -hmm. for the 
child, um, you know, at elementary school aged who is perhaps acting out in class or um, getting initiating arguments with siblings at home, uh, behaviors along those lines, whether it's verbal or with the, the actions of their body, uh, it usually means that there's some kind of um, emotional unmet need on their part. So they are kids are always seeking something. And sometimes they don't know uh, or don't have the skills or knowledge yet to go about um, seeking out what they need to make them feel safe in the world uh, through appropriate means. So that's when behaviors can start. That's when verbal lashing out can start. So oftentimes when it feels as though kids are trying to push their parents or teachers or other caregivers away, ironically, is when they need them most. So the acting out, you know, the, the verbal aggression, name calling, whatever the case may be, that's a cry for help, although very, um, you know, cleverly disguised at times. Right, right. And like you said, they don't have the tools to be able to articulate what they need. What comes to mind is when my son was about two, he was a biter. He would just bite all his friends when he got frustrated. Uh, what, what I would ask next is like, the kids don't, you know, have the, the, the skills, the tools that they need to be able to articulate. Sometimes as a parent, it feels like I don't have the skills to be able to figure out what they need. Is this, and, and I agree with you, like, you know, obviously we want positive attention, but the kids will take negative attention over no attention. So when, when the waters are calm, right, when nobody's acting out, what kinds of things can we do as parents to sort of fill up our kids' buckets before the outbreak happens? I love that terminology you used to, Chris, fill up the kid's bucket. And <laughs> I do want to respond to that, and I will. I just want to also say one of the details I go into my book is that we have to cut ourselves slack as parents because, you know, even if we have multiple children and we're not going through this for the first time, as you kind of alluded to, and I have two children myself, and they're very different. Yeah. So um, they, they each have their own unique personality strengths and areas of challenge. And in a lot of ways, we are figuring this out as we go. So, um, you know, there's no such thing that I've come across as the perfect parent with all of the answers right away to everything. So if we can cut ourselves some slack, that might take some of the pressure that we put on ourselves off. Um, and then when the waters are still, as you put, the best thing that we can do is proactively give our kids positive attention. And, you know, that goes a long way in the schools too. If um, we are able to positively, proactively, without behaviors emerging that pull us in, in a um, undesirable way, if we can, you know, engage in conversation or play in an activity or sport that they really like, um, you know, that lessens the chance of them seeking out attention in ways in which we otherwise would not see. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's, that's well put. Very Thanks. good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Scott, I want to give you a, a chance to go kind of big picture. Um, what do you see as like, well, I want to give you a chance to do like a motivational speech. I really like this part of the, the, the podcast where let's say like a college graduation, you know, they call you in to do, to be the speaker or maybe like a keynote speaker at a, a corporation. Uh, what like one to two minute motivational speech would you give uh, to them to, to get the most out of their lives? Well, I would say that your past does not define who you are, that 
um, the positive impact you can have on your own lives and uh, the world at large, it, it, it's infinite. And with the right um, supports in place, you know, I, I try to instill that from a very early age with kids and the earlier we can instill um, that they can have a happy life and, and meet successes, um, the more likely they're able to do that later in life. So I would want, um, you know, a, a graduating class from college to know that they um, are fortunate to have the opportunity to redefine who they are um, you know, in every moment and that they, um, do have the tools and, and, and hopefully at that point, the confidence in themselves, cause that's huge kids, um, young adults. And we, as you know, functioning adults need to feel like we can accomplish what we're setting, um, our sights on. And, um, I would just encourage them to, to go for it, take calculated risks, um, take uh, advantage of opportunities that come your way and, and give it your best and just know that not everybody passes the test on the first time all of the time. And to just you know keep the confidence up and know that you do have um, gifts that can benefit the world around you. Nice, that was awesome. You so going, going back to your book, Help from the Principal's Office, um, who is this book for? Is it for all parents? Is it just uh, parents with specific types of children? What would you recommend? Who, who would you recommend pick up the book? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, the primary audience is for parents of children, perhaps between the ages of five and 11, give or take a year or two. Um, and it is geared uh, toward um, parents who are, who are encountering different kinds of social, emotional, or behavioral challenges with their children. Um, but I would say that any parent of young children can benefit from the content in the book because at one time or another, all of our kids are going to go through some form of a struggle, you know, and we hope that the struggles won't persist and be continuous in their lives. Um, so certainly parents of, of children uh, with um, within that age range, grandparents, aunts, uncles, teachers, Really, any adult who has um, an active role in uh, educating or raising a young child, I think could benefit to gain a little bit different of a perspective that has taken me 20 years to, to um, obtain. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, Scott, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, website, social media, email, anything online? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go on Amazon, I have an author page on there with a... Um, a link to my book attached. And if you type in Scott Rosignol or help from the principal's office, that should pop up um, on LinkedIn. Same thing. If you put my name in, you'll see my profile pop up. And I do have a Facebook business page, Guiding Principal Publishing. So I would encourage your viewers, please reach out if you would like to get in contact with me, share your thoughts, uh, ask questions. I'm happy to engage with anyone who might benefit from it. Awesome. Awesome. That's yeah. I, I just want to reiterate that that you know you you've spent two decades doing this, and mm -hmm. you know a parent who's very frustrated and thinking there's no way out. You know you've seen it. You've helped people navigate through it, and to uh, definitely reach out to Scott um, again. Help from the principal's office, Scott Rosignal. Scott, thank you so much for joining me again today on Health in the Real World. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it, Chris.
to learn more.